0: Seventh day of 2021. There are 58 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Lichfield's Country Station, 1039 The Boost live online at k105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on uh, Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth and the country. How long will it be cold? I'm tired of it already. We'll talk about that. Also, Thanksgiving is on the horizon. Are you prepared? Are you ready? How expensive will Thanksgiving dinner be? We've got some solutions and daylight saving time ends this weekend. We've got a couple of tips, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In. The, the No Settling Into My Left Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B morning sweetheart good morning how you doing i'm good would you consider yourself an expert user of microsoft uh, outlook or microsoft office
1: um expert yeah. no
0: but, but uh, above average
1: yeah above average
0: you remember in the early versions and maybe the earliest versions of microsoft outlook and office uh, say around 1997 when clippy do you remember clippy
1: I do, actually
0: Clippy would come out and <laughs> Which he would,
1: really dates me yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Clippy would come out and help you along And he would ask you questions He would mm-hmm. say, do you want to do this or do you want to do that Clippy is coming back Clippy is coming back to uh, new versions of, of Office But it's going to be part of like a sticker pack I don't think Clippy is going to be quite as uh, As uh, pronounced as maybe Or Probably annoying not a bad as, idea. He, as he once was That's right, it's Wednesday morning We say good morning over there in chair number two Yes, she is actually sitting on a chair. She's she not sitting on the floor, even no. though she looks like it. <laughs> it's a Grayson County Ag Agent. Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. You said, whoever sat here before me was tall. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, uh, Mr. Garmley uh-huh. sat there. So uh, we'll get you adjusted later on. Hey, uh, you had a big weekend. Uh, you had split duties as a household, as a parental unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, your husband Kyle went with, uh, went to and played baseball all weekend and you <laughs> went trick or treating all weekend. I did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a question. Uh, um, I saw you were at a Halloween parade. I
1: was. They have
0: a Halloween parade in, in
1: Hardenberg? Yeah, they did this year. Is mm-hmm. oh, that a new thing? It. It, oh, yeah, okay. last year because of COVID they did it, and they had such great, you know, success with it. They did it, and I think they're going to make it a tradition. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So you had two I thirds. Love it. You yeah. had two thirds of the kids. I did. And uh, and and Jack went and uh, played baseball, and they mm-hmm. brought home the big trophy. They yes. sure
1: did. Last one of the year, they ended out with a bang.
0: Do you do you get better candy at a Halloween parade than you might trick or treating? Can you tell? Like, um, is there a difference?
1: It's it's fairly. Comparable. I mean, I think it depends on who's in the parade now. There was one group that was giving away like whole bags of candy. Really? You know, the the airhead pieces, they were giving whole bags of that away. Okay. It was interesting. That
0: sounds good. Well, it looks like you all had a good time. The weather wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't wasn't awesome, but it wasn't terrible either. But uh, cold, again, to start this morning. You said you were, uh, Whitney, you were reaching for the uh, hand lotion because yes. as soon as it gets cold, your hands start yes, drying I'm out and, and dry cracking.
1: skin, yes. It's going
0: to be even colder tonight. There's a freeze warning yet again. Through about 8 o'clock our time tomorrow, but a nice warming trend into the 60s over the weekend and into early next week. Our next rain chance looks to hold off until next Thursday as it stands right now. So uh, give us a chance to dry out a little bit throughout the rest of the the week and uh, maybe late next week, maybe Veterans Day when we see an increased chance of rain. High clouds today and 49 is our high. Freeze warning tonight, low of 29. Mostly sunny and a high of fifty-one. As our ag agent, I ask you: Is the growing season officially over yeah. now? And you thought probably yeah. it's come it's to pretty, an end.
1: Pretty close. Three days of freezing and frost. We've had several frost. I think we're on the on the downhill. If
0: you get a freeze here and then a few days and then another freeze, and but three days in a row, it yeah. uh, tends to tends yeah. to not be friendly to your that, to your about The only thing
1: left is, growing right now would be wheat and rye. And yeah. those are covers. So. Well,
0: at least the weeds have stopped growing. So
1: that's, yeah, some you know, of them. <laughs> <that's a> good...
0: <laughs> well, maybe some. Uh, yesterday was Election Day in portions of our country and in portions of our Commonwealth. We saw where Virginia, uh, the Virginia governor's office, went back to a Republican, uh, Young Youngkin, I think uh, is his last name. And that is a race that uh, Virginia and New Jersey are two states that... A lot of your political pundits are trying to keep an eye on to uh, give some feedback, some electorate feedback on the Biden administration and the direction that our nation is heading. And so you've seen one office turn uh, in some areas that were extremely blue over the last few years, some portions of Virginia, primarily out on the coast toward Virginia Beach and those areas, which had been blue counties and blue precincts were red yesterday yesterday. And so uh, kind of a kind of a kind of a report card between the midterms. So you get your presidential election, then you got your midterm elections, which will be next year. And this is a pit stop in between those two that kind of says, how are people feeling? How are Americans feeling uh, when you and then in New Jersey? It's also kind of uh, Problematic um, for Democrats because that that seat could turn as well. But I saw where New York City elected their uh, second African American mayor yesterday, so that was uh, one of the changes that you'll see. A Democrat defeated a Republican in that race, and which I think you would by and large expect in a city like New York City. I, President Biden been on his uh, on his summit trip, his uh, climate change summit trip. I didn't know until yesterday and I don't want to get into a whole lot of detail, uh, but he was late for a meeting by about an hour earlier this week. And a lot of people said, why, how, how do you, how are you late by an hour? And there's a rumor. And I don't know if it, I don't know if it's rumor. I don't know if it's, it's, uh, substantiated in any way that the president had some type of accident that none of us would want to have, uh, around the Vatican. Like it was somehow in his visit to the Vatican with the Pope. And I'll let you do your own research on that. I've not been able to find an organization that I consider to be neutral enough that is confirming that it's a likelihood. And it's the type of thing that you would just hate for any American president, no matter who they are, to suffer something so embarrassing. I wouldn't want it to happen to me, especially at the Vatican or really anywhere. And, but I see, I see, Outlets like the conservative review and places like that that are pushing forward this this story. But I can also see where a lot of your maybe mainstream media or your ones that tend to lean a little bit left would be they would be more likely to just ignore this and kind of turn a blind eye because it's extremely embarrassing thing. But it's something about an accident. So there was either a vehicular accident or the president personally suffered some type of accident that is not it's not hurtful except to your pride. So I don't know if it's true or not, but I just kind of feel bad for – you can disagree with someone politically. You can not like their leadership. But at a human level, when they suffer some of these things that our president seems to be suffering, it just makes me – it makes me feel bad for him and it makes me feel bad for our country because people are snide and they snicker mm-hmm. and they say – um Things And so anyway, I didn't know anything about it until yesterday, so it kind of got my attention. I don't know if it's true or uh, or not or what the explanation might be. Here in the Commonwealth, Republicans retained three Kentucky legislative seats, two in the House and one in the Senate in special elections yesterday. Donald Douglas was elected to the Senate to fill the remainder of Tom Buford's term in a central Kentucky district. Uh, Buford passed away back uh, in July. Uh, Douglas defeated uh, Helen Bucomas in a district that's Garrett, Jeff, Jessamine Mercer, a portion of Fayette is in that district, and he serves as the, uh, uh, Donald Douglas, the guy that won, he serves as the medical director at the, Whitney, I've never heard of this, but you'll connect with it, the Tony Delk IMAC Regeneration Center in Lexington. He's the medical director. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a Tony Delk iMac Regeneration Center in Lexington. You ever heard of this? No, I haven't. I never heard of it. Mm-mm. I mean, I know who Tony Delk is.
1: I wonder if it's a uh, just been recently renamed.
0: I'm, I guess it's possible, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, Republicans Michael Sarge Pollock and Timmy Truitt were elected to the House. Pollock is an insurance risk advisor in Campbellsville who will fill the seat that was held by Bam Carney, who passed, and Pollock defeated. Uh, he defeated uh, Edwin Eddie Rogers and Independent Timothy Schaefer. And uh, Truett is a principal at McKee Elementary School in parts of Jackson and Laurel and Madison County. So over in that area. So basically the super majorities remain the same for the (laughs) GOP in our legislature. COVID news uh, in Kentucky yesterday, 1,258 new COVID-19 cases and 20 more virus-related deaths. The positivity rate up a tick from 5.03 to 5.05. The hospitalization census is 776 virus patients hospitalized, 239 in ICU, 133 on ventilators. That's pretty close to what we've been reporting for a few days. So those numbers are uh, holding. They're, they're lower, certainly, than we were dealing with, but uh, not coming on down quite yet. The United States gave final clearance to COVID-19 shots for kids ages 5 to 11. There are probably shots going in arms today. Mm -hmm. At various portions of the country, the FDA had already signed off and authorized the shots for children. But uh, the announcement by CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky came only hours after an advisory panel unanimously decided... Pfizer shots should be open to the 28 million youngsters in that age group. The decision marks the first opportunity for Americans under 12 to get the powerful protection of any COVID-19 vaccine. So they're micro doses and uber small needles. They're a smaller needle than would be used on adults, and they are packaged differently, and they're micro doses of what adults would get. So imagine the amount of of conversations that parents are going to be having internally in their own homes. And then imagine the number of conversations that pediatricians are going to be having with parents in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. It's going to be quite a deliberation for parents. Yeah. My guess is you've got a large segment of people who have already decided that said, as soon as my child is eligible, I'm going to do it and then you've got a segment of people that said under no circumstances are we going to allow it. And then you've got the rest of us in the middle that are trying to say, well, mm-hmm. what's the right move here? Yeah. What is the when is the best time? What is the it's not I I saw a number um I think it was 8700 children that we had lost in the pandemic, which when you're talking about 28 million that are now suddenly available, uh, 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 allowed to get the vaccine, by percentage, Mm -hmm. you say 8,700 isn't a large number in comparison to 28 million. Mm -hmm. But my guess is if you lined up, let's say it's 8,700, let's say you showed people a photo array of 8,700 children that are no longer with us, it wouldn't take long for parents to start going, oh yeah i don 't want to be even though it 's a very, very small percentage you don 't know when it 's going to be your child mm-hmm. that 's in that eighty seven hundred so i that's that 's the real dilemma for parents is that it 's one thing for self you can go well i 'm going to make the decision best for me, and i 'll just suffer the consequences good and bad for my actions. But it's an additional layer of concern when you've got that angst and that anxiety and that uncertainty and you get mixed messages from different people and depending upon who you're friends with on Facebook and blah, 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 and then trying to figure it out for your kid who has their entire life ahead of them seemingly. So it's just
1: yep. going to be an interesting... And then you have parents that are differing of opinions too. So.
0: Yeah, you get the... Yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know... Um, Unfortunately, I don't see where the legal system is not going to end up being involved. Right. You know, they're going to be somewhere. Some when you get two two parents that are conflicted,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, do you need a third parent? You know, <laughs> to break the tie because right. the majority rules. I I, yeah. I don't I don't know how that I don't know how that works. And I guess really to your point is that's what the judge would be would be a third parent. You know, mm-hmm. to decide. But un, under what merits would you just de- sure like uh, you're yeah. trying to interpret the law? Well, what mm-hmm. law then suggests?
1: Yeah. So, and then you have some people that are probably just waiting to see it, it's kind of like it was whenever the vaccine came out for adults. There's a group of people waiting to see what it sure. does, you know. Yeah,
0: the early adopters. Yes. What happened? You all go ahead yeah. over there. I'm going to keep an eye on you to see what happens mm-hmm. and then I'll use that in my data bank to help make the mm-hmm. the decision for for our home. So anyway, it's going to be uh, you know, a challenging few few weeks and I'm sure lots of conversations will be had and maybe even some
1: Arguments, loud, <laughs> loud <laughs> conversations can that could
0: be of the heated variety. <laughs> A repair at the American Legion Post 81 Veterans Memorial Park has been made, um, thanks to the ingenuity of the Grayson County Te- Technology Center and uh, the teacher there, Michael Critchalo. So you know the Veterans Memorial, mm-hmm. the new Veterans yeah. Memorial at City Park. Um, When that got installed, they found out, I think even before the memorial opened, Mm -hmm. that there was some type of seeming irreparable damage to the structure of the flagpole. And so it hadn't functioned like they had hoped and and the way it had been intended. I don't know all of the nuance and all the details. I just remember being told that it wasn't functioning exactly like you would uh, expect. And so that said about what do we do about it, and that led to um, involving Michael Critchlow at the Grayson County Technology Center, and they came up with, or he came up with, an interior flagpole mechanism workaround that basically uh, restores it to the function that we would hope for, and so the American Legion Post 81 presented the Technology Center with a nice donation for their efforts and people coming together and making that work. And yeah. that's such a beautiful facility down there. You mm-hmm. want it to work like it's uh, supposed to. A lot of hard work went into making that available and honoring our uh, our veterans. So you would you don't want a small little thing to
1: mess it up. Yeah,
0: it's just yeah. You, know, you want what you. You want what you paid for, so Mm -hmm. to speak. I got a cute photo from Ann Brooks at Clarkson FRC this morning that I thought was neat. The Clarkson FRC celebrated lights on after school on uh, last week on the 28th as part of a nationwide event that celebrates the importance of after school programs. Uh, Assistant Superintendent Adam Cox uh, attended, Mayor Bonnie Henderson, Christy Hodges from Grayson County Food Services, Uh, Principal Shannon Cates was there, and then... uh, Robin Burton. You know mm-hmm. Robin? I know Miss yeah? Robin. Yeah, you, yep. uh, I know Mr. Adam too. Co worker. Oh, yeah. You, you <laughs> uh, but Robin's a co- colleague of yours, <laughs> yes. She yes. Is. And great so colleague. participating there in that uh, great event. Those kids are bright. They're willing and make Love They really are. Hard. That's you know, awesome. So much. I do yellow too. love shirts. So. I do too. That's, that's good. Thanks to uh, Ann for sending that over. Kentucky's record-setting pace for economic development growth has exceeded $10 billion in private sector investments this year. The amount includes new location announcements with expansion projects. Those investments have led to more than 15,200 full-time jobs being announced. The governor said it shows that Kentucky is experiencing unprecedented economic momentum. The governor said this has been an incredible year for economic growth and we are just getting started. Through the first 10 months of this year, Kentucky has exceeded Uh, Any other full-year totals for investment growth in the state, jobs announced through September include an average incentivized hourly wage of $24.15 before benefits, which is a 10% increase in wages over the previous year. Like I said, it's a team effort. There are industrial recruiters. There are people at the county level. The state is involved. The legislature is involved. Our current governor is involved. Former gubernatorial leadership is involved, taking everybody to march this ball down the field. And the Bashir administration gets the joy and the privilege of being able to run some of these into the end zone. They don't just, you know, crop up in uh, a matter of days. So kudos to everybody involved that is making Kentucky a business-friendly climate to help secure future generations for our children.
1: And hopefully get some of the unemployment numbers down
0: yeah unemployment and uh, get the labor force big Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we need a more we need a more bigly Uh to use a phrase from (laughs) former president we need a more we need a more more bigly labor force the president of kentucky's georgetown college has been fired after reports emerged accusing him of sexual assault and misconduct against employees William Jones was fired by the Board of Trustees after the college learned of allegations of a sexual assault of a female college employee, inappropriate behavior with another female college employee, and other conduct in violation of Jones' employment agreement with the college. This came out according to a, a news release, and then the Associated Press also is reporting on this story. The, co- the timing of this is really what stood out to me the most. One, I'm telling you because you need to know. But I thought it was interesting that the college received the allegations on October 31st. Mm-hmm. So they got the allegations on Sunday. The board of trustees uh, chairman Robert Mills called a meeting of the board's executive committee on Monday, and the full board voted to fire him in that meeting on Monday. So when I when I tell you of all the things that just happened, right there were yeah. there were multiple multiple things that he did. Uh, allegedly that the board of trustees at least believed had merit worthy of firing him, but they only found out about it on Sunday. And by Monday he was out of a job. So I guess I'm curious to know why, why didn't they learn about the first one? Like why, Mm -hmm. why did the first one not get brought to their attention until suddenly they had a big problem on their hands? And that's a uh, Christian liberal arts school, you know, that they've got a reputation they're trying to right. Protect you can't really.
1: And they're well, I wonder if it would be the same in in a public university if that would happen, you know, quickly as it did. If if that makes sense. Within you would hope so. A, yeah. I mean,
0: if it's obvious yeah. what happened, but it's just it's it just seemed like suddenly there was a big implosion mm-hmm. of something rather than well, there had been a situation previously right. that they weren't quite sure about, and it mm-hmm. was just a sequence of events yeah. that seemed Fun odd. To know a little more about that, the Atlanta Braves won their first World Series last night since 1995. They routed the Astros in Game Six. Yes, they did. And Jorge Soler,
1: did you see? I did see it. Is yes. it still going? I Is guess. it still going up? I don't know. They said it was across the tracks. I mean, when it, it went, it went.
0: <laughs> I wasn't watching closely, but I saw it out of the corner of my eye and I saw him turn and the just the ferocious you, way he turned mm-hmm. on the ball and it's it's exit angle was high enough you thought that may end up on the moon. Yes. It was unbelievable. You don't see you don't see shots like that too often but no, you don't. he got named the World Series MVP. He had 3 homers in 6 games mm-hmm. and timely homers at that. So, uh good for uh good for the Braves. The Bravos win in 6 games over the Astros.
1: Most of America's probably happy about that.
0: Well, I mean, it's just one of those I I, I didn't want the Astros to win. Mm-hmm. Uh I I'm not I wouldn't say I'm an old school Braves fan but I'm fine with the Braves winning. Yeah, Back in the day you could watch, you know, them or the Cubs and mm-hmm. I kind of liked them better than the Cubs and so it was it was all right. <laughs> and then this um, Facebook, Meta whatever change. Big news that Facebook said yesterday it will shut down its face recognition system and delete the face prints of more than 1 billion people. The move comes as the company has come under intense scrutiny for causing harm with its technology. He said, uh, uh, Zuckerberg said, against growing societal concerns, especially as regulators have yet to provide clear rules, they're going to take the proactive step to basically say, we don't know who you are from your face.
1: Okay, so facial recognition. So if you're taking, you put a picture up there and it says people that you may want to tag. Is that what that is? I would imagine. Okay, because I was not, I I didn't understand what it was. That's the only thing I could think of. You remember
0: early on the first time that you posted a photo on Facebook and it started suggesting like, that you can go ahead and tag here and you can go ahead Uh and tag this person. That's where they're doing that now. So how many of us are going to complain and go, Gosh, now I gotta tell this picture <laughs> who all's in it. You know, that's just the way we go. We like it until yeah. we don't like it, and then right. we say, Hey, well, you know Bring what happened? What's what's going on with that? So yeah, we've got to get to a break. We'll come back, got plenty more on the way. Whitney Carmen is our guest co host today. We're gonna talk about Thanksgiving, some of the upcoming holidays at straight ahead here on In The Know. is Sandwich Day. Like a good sandwich. Celebrating the 1718 birth of John Montague who was the fourth Earl of Sandwich. He was a compulsive gambler. He wanted something that could be eaten at gaming tables and earned immortality when he began eating beef between slices of toast in 1792.
1: Could you imagine having... That being like your, that being the thing that you're known for is the sandwich.
0: Some say he stole the idea from a guest, the Earl of Shrewsbury. <laughs> so <laughs> wouldn't that be weird to have a PB&J Shrewsbury instead of a...
1: Yeah, it would.
0: Or can I have a grilled cheese Shrewsbury? <laughs> I mean, really, if you yes. want to give proper credit, if you want to follow it all the way back to who, you know, who yeah. who deserves credit, maybe you need to call sandwiches Shrewsbury's.
1: Well. In our house, we call them Sammys
0: Or maybe someone needs to open a sandwich shop at Shrewsbury.
1: Mm.
0: Maybe that'll be okay. <laughs> today, I bet there is one. <laughs> <laughs> today is uh, cliche day. We use lots of cliches. Yes. It would be hard to go through an entire show probably without using a cliche. Maybe yeah. I could put us on a buzzer if we had eh, every cliche that's used. This list of annoying, most annoying cliches was presented to me. This is not my list. This is a list concocted by someone else, to be honest. Yeah, I do that. I don't like that one. <clears throat> I understand it's habit. I understand it's framing. It's, it's. I'm going to be clear or mm-hmm. I'm revealing my feelings about something. But the contrarian in me goes, so now's when the honesty starts.
1: <laughs> so you've not been doing it before. <laughs> right.
0: Sixty yeah. seconds ago, what you said was a complete and total lie because now we've reached the honesty point at this moment. Threw me under the bus.
1: I it use is, that one a couple of oh, times. Do you?
0: It is what it is.
1: I use that one all the time.
0: Uh-huh. I'm not joking.
1: Yeah, I use that My one. kids use that all the time.
0: With all due respect. Bite the bullet, par for the course, Mm. running up the flagpole, (laughs) you know what I mean, at the end of the day.
1: Yep. Lots of them. Right?
0: That's just a, those are just the low-hanging fruit Mm -hmm. on the, on the cliches. Daylight saving time comes to an end this weekend, and here are a couple of (sighs) pro tips for parents.
1: I'm not a fan. Oh, I hate it. I don't even know why we do it, but I digress.
0: Well, it's because we all have farms and we need extra daylight.
1: Yeah, well, those farms have tractors that have (laughs) lights on them nowadays. (laughs) Just saying.
0: So here are two things parents need to do before daylight saving time ends. And so Sunday morning at 2 a.m. is officially when it changes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One, between now and then you still have time. Start adjusting the kid's routine A week before daylight saving time ends so that it doesn't feel like as big a disruption.
1: I mean, I can understand that, but if you live in my household, that is impossible.
0: Okay. (laughs) So scratch that one off the list. And then tackle the end of daylight saving on Saturday, not Sunday. So that first day, that Monday, after you do it on Sunday and then like, what time is it? Why is it dark at five o'clock and then if you did it, you get an extra day of getting used to it before you get to Monday. Well, I
1: try to go to bed, you know, I try to make uh, myself, you know, or make my kids try to start going to bed, you know, that Saturday earlier or later, whatever it is, whenever it is that it switches back and forth. I try to accommodate that, but it doesn't always work.
0: No, I mean, and all you can do is all you can do. And if you, and,
1: you have a baby that doesn't know time, that's right. Yeah
0: the the hunger schedule is the same no matter what <laughs> what, what we call it time. Yeah, I don't guess Silas goes. Yep, seven o'clock. I'm yeah. hungry. Time for <laughs> breakfast, you know, or whatever it might be. Mm. The we've been talking about how this Thanksgiving meal, mm-hmm. this Thanksgiving dinner, is going to be probably the most expensive in history. Yes. And so you'll find some people who will say, "I'm not going to put up with the hassle this year maybe because there are supply line issues or maybe because it's the expense of things and it's usually the farmers
1: fault though. usually <laughs> one
0: contributes to the other and 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 really I guess I guess farm labor at some level has had to increase it has to keep them. up mm-hmm. with, but that's not where the majority. No. Of the increase is coming from. It's the middlemen, is where all the expense is getting yes. added to the cost of our food. But an alternative Blue Apron's new Thanksgiving menu is out. Okay. So if you are a subscriber to Blue Apron or these other meal services that will deliver to your door, mm-hmm. they do have a Thanksgiving dinner option that you can choose from. So I would ask, is this a suitable substitute to preparing it the way that?
1: I don't know that I would agree with that because there's a cost that is involved in Blue Apron. Mm -hmm. And so you would think that those products that are in that Blue Apron would still be the same price as what you would get at the grocery store. Well, so we did a meal service once before. Yes, we did. And it's the portions. They're way too small. Yeah.
0: Well, they're smaller than we want or wanted. <laughs> okay. They might be they might be proper to
1: mm-hmm. a healthy diet, Maybe, but they're but not
0: didn't really fit into our lifestyle.
1: Sure. So that's what I'm saying is is it going to be what's your cost difference on that? Now, is it convenience then that, you know, if you're taking into consideration convenience then that's one thing, but I would Almost bet that the if you break down the cost per the blue apron versus right. what you get at the grocery part store part of what you do there's
0: a lot of waste involved, and that yes. adds to you know the added but then you're just removing a lot of the stress because mm-hmm. most of the prep work is already done, so mm-hmm. can you eliminate the having to shop, having to put the list together, how much yes. of this do I need, how much of that do I need, and then the angst of oh, I don't want to overdo something and then because people are coming to eat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're just having a small gathering, this may be for right. you. Right.
1: And I will say some of those are a little difficult. I don't know about the Thanksgiving one, but I've had some people tell me that it's more stressful doing the <laughs> recipe that they give you than it is. So this packet <laughs> goes with that packet. And,
0: it, you know. It's, I don't it's, know. I've
1: never done it. But.
0: I, I found, uh, I think also what we observed was especially in warm weather months, mm-hmm. they do package it so that it's not perishable, but there are limits to that. You know, mm-hmm. it's the, uh, there were wet box, wet cardboard boxes being delivered and all that. And it just, and that, but that's been seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they've gotten, maybe they've gotten that's better. It's interesting
1: how they do it though. I will say that it. the back end
0: of it. So it says, uh, you can get classic Thanksgiving meal kit. It comes with six recipes to feed a total of six to eight servings of turkey breast, garlic and herb gravy, cranberry sauce, ginger and spicy maple syrup, roasted Brussels sprouts, fried rosemary and pumpkin seeds, brown butter, Fontana, Fontina mashed potatoes uh, with Romano cheese and chives and apple crumb pie with warming spices and almonds for dessert. And that is one hundred nine dollars and ninety eight cents.
1: I mean, like I said, it's probably comparable, but it sounds hope, good. I, I mean, would hope that Blue
0: good. Apron would get the benefit of buying in bulk and might yes. be able to buy a little more affordably yeah. than we can. I don't know that, but that's just...
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Could, could be.
1: We're having big thank- Thanksgiving this year, so...
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. So last year, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what everybody's going to be fighting about mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Last year, they were fighting about the presidential election. <laughs> yes. This year... The fights will be about vaccines. Yes. So just go ahead and get ready. Sharpen up your vaccine facts.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: where your disagreements are going to come from this Thanksgiving.
1: I can probably agree to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to agree to it. It's just going to happen. Whether yeah, that's you right. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to participate, Whitney. I'm, I'm going to stay in the kitchen you. and
1: cook is what I'm going to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And then we... Turn the chapter after Thanksgiving, we go full on toward the Christmas season, and a new study says Americans spend nearly $100,000 in their lifetime prepping for holidays. Americans apparently love the holidays and are willing to fork over big bucks when it comes to sprucing up their home. Americans will spend typically spend $1,500 in a single season preparing for the holidays, so over the average adult lifetime, you're looking at ninety three thousand dollars.
1: Prepping so, for it. Yeah, prepping. So two
0: thousand. Well, h- h- interesting. It says two thousand Americans. Broken down, this is the average. Okay. Two hundred thirty five dollars on home decor. Three seventy five on holiday gifts.
1: Uh, uh, I don't know that that's accurate.
0: <laughs> I'd like to see the opposite of me that brings the average in at three seventy five. <laughs> <No. laughs> Hello, Scrooge. <laughs> No. what are you? I mean yeah. there's me, and there's the Grinch. The Grinch is my counterweight <laughs> six hundred forty five dollars on other festive hosting necessities, and three hundred one dollars on food and drink,
1: okay, okay. I was wondering what the breakdown was.
0: Those all sound low
1: uh, I would agree with that to me, and I feel like I'm a Scrooge, and those sound low,
0: yeah, oh well, yeah, uh. If you want an ugly Christmas sweater that's unique to your ugly Christmas sweater party or, as they say over in the United Kingdom, Christmas jumper, Swiss Miss has launched a sweater that has its own hot cocoa pocket in it. Oh, so you got okay. a kangaroo pouch, uh-huh. a kangaroo pouch,
1: and you can put your <laughs> I would pouch. so wear that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you can get sugar cookie toast crunch mini treats in the store right now. General Mills has those on the shelves. And then this headline made me laugh. A man in Rome found living at home with his wife so intolerable that he begged police to put him in prison. Staff on duty at the prison thought they were a the target of a prank when a man casually walked in and confessed to breaking his house arrest on purpose so he could be thrown in jail. The 30-year-old man had apparently been fighting with his wife and decided that rather than living in the same house as her, he'd be better off to be behind bars. So...
1: Well.
0: Probably a lot less quiet. And who knows? The prison may cook better than she does. <laughs> <laughs> <I didn't try laughs> <house>. Three meals? <laughs> I don't a bad I really. know. <laughs> it's a life. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. I see you,
1: but you Telephone doctor. I'm not okay. To the bottom of the Bible.
0: Did you know the most used expression in the world is okay. Okay Okay. translates in most every. It's not actually a word. It's an expression. Okay. 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 Yes. Affirmative. I mean, yes has to get translated into da and see. But okay is okay universally. So it's the most used expression in the... Well, and then a close second is the Bronx cheer. (laughs) You all know the Bronx cheer? It's similar to this. Uh Uh-huh. But it's... It involves a certain number of Mm -hmm. fingers. Yes. Really, not even plural Uh fingers. Uh It's one finger. the plural is... The plural fingers are folded... (laughs)
1: One, I got you. <laughs> one finger is standing at attention, well, <laughs>
0: saluting. This, Not even caught true. on. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> uh, uh, wonderful news. Ed Sheeran says his Saturday Night Live performance is still on after his positive COVID test. He says he is no longer in isolation and he will perform on Saturday Night Live this weekend. I know you all, it was touch and go for a while there on whether your weekend was ruined or not, but now I'm here to tell you (laughs) it's not ruined. So Kieran Culkin, Macaulay's uh, younger brother, and who is uh, one of the current stars of the HBO show Succession, Mm -hmm. is the host this weekend, and Ed Sheeran is the musical guest. But now, Jonathan Majors, who I don't know, I know J.D. Majors, Um, (laughs) and... (laughs) Well, I mean, he's Jonathan. Yeah. Um, And Simu Liu will be hosting Saturday Night Live starting next week. And I had a conversation this week of I didn't know at what point in time Saturday Night Live and I would part ways. You know, I've got Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live is not as old as I am, but it's getting pretty close. Mm -hmm. So... I've got lots of my life invested in being someone who watches Saturday Night Live. But more and more people show up on there. I have no idea who they are. And so this will be borne out. Majors is the star of Lovecraft Country, whose Netflix film The Harder They Fall launches on Wednesday. Don't know what any of that is. Mm -mm. I have heard of Netflix. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's about it from that list. And then Lou is the star of Marvel's... Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and they will host on November 20th.
1: I've seen that movie advertised.
0: I know that Marvel is a thing, um, but I don't go there. It's it's on my... I, I understand it's a Disney thing. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes, yeah. it is. Because now you get left with Marvel and DC are mm-hmm. the only two, and Marvel is... But I just don't... I've never been but
1: you're Star Wars and usually if you're Star Wars you're not Marvel or DC so. yeah that's yeah. why I'm
0: kind of all in on that like mm-hmm. that's where my that's, that's where my lie. allegiance lies the mm-hmm. the force is strong in this one <laughs> um.
1: we're a Marvel family
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Sweetie mm-hmm. is the musical guest uh, okay and then Taylor Swift is going to be a musical guest I know her before the I've heard of her yeah. So I've heard of Netflix. <laughs> I've heard of Marvel. Yeah. I've heard of Taylor Swift.
1: And you know Jonathan.
0: And I do know I do know JD Matrix, but I think oh it's a gosh. different one.
1: It's my new favorite show.
0: I think it's a Lovecraft?
1: Oh no. Sorry. I think we're talking about two different people then. Oh. Okay. All Are
0: right, you sure? But-
1: for me, so many reasons, I'm not going to tune in. Yeah, but primarily Taylor Swift. I will mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. I
0: assume Taylor Swift is the one that's making you do the biggest about face.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cardi B will host the 2021 American Music Awards, and this one has me puzzled. Okay. Um. Don't love Cardi B. Don't hate Cardi B. Uh, Cardi B seems to be enigmatic, that's and so she fair. makes that I'm funny... She makes that funny trill sound, you know, or whatever that she does. Great impression. I cannot listen to that for three hours as an award show host. So who thought this was a... I'm not saying she's not talented. That's not it at all. I'm sure she's got fabulous talents. But as someone who hosts things, some things for a living, I can't see where... My hosting style would be anywhere near her hosting style or the other hosting styles that I have observed.
1: I would say it is a scheme to get people to watch.
0: Because they think she might end up with no clothes on? Because that's what she's notorious for. (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, whatever gets views, right? In their, in their idea or in their, you know, realm. I don't disagree. I'm just this saying. is the
0: one case, Miss Buckles, where I will gladly weird. turn on the closed <laughs> captioning because it's the only way I will know what's being said because I will not understand anything Cardi B says. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's I a tr- am a big fan I, of I closed I know. Captioning. You like the
0: closed captioning. That's, I, that's understood. Mariah Carey, uh, Mariah's Christmas, Mariah Carey and Apple are teaming up for a new holiday special. Listen, you've got your one song.
1: Yes, you've got leave your, it alone.
0: You've got your one song that's going to be with us, apparently, for all time. Yes. There's Bing Crosby's White Christmas, and there's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas uh, is You, and then everything else after those two. Just take the win.
1: Have a, when did that happen? Ha- I remember when that album came out.
0: It's been 20 years. Yes.
1: I mean, I remember it because I remember listening to it at my house as a a child. Has it always been that popular or did it make a comeback? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. No, I think it's always been.
0: Well, I think that it came out and then it took about four to five years for it to hit traction. Like 15 years ago, suddenly it was everywhere you turned for Christmas and it was the new, we're going to upstage... Like we're the new White Christmas with this, and it's been that way since. So, but has it been always? No, but pretty early after it was released, it became the thing, and it'll be number one on iTunes again here when we get into the Christmas season. Just the way it goes. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. To ponder, would you rather always have B.O. and not know it or always smell B.O. on everyone else?
1: Oh, that's oh, tough. Oh, Well, if you, if you have mm. it, can you smell it? Because no. to me, you would if have you it, have it. You would
0: have it and not know it, but I would presume that means everyone else, <laughs> else knows you know have it. it. I know. But then you would not have it, but you would smell it on everyone else.
1: That's tough.
0: It is tough. It is, is quite the I don't proverbial be the kid, between the devil and right? the deep blue sea. So,
1: but I also don't want to smell it on anybody else. But
0: let me ask you, if it's universal B.O., if it if everyone has it and it smells the same, wouldn't you eventually go nose blind to it the way you go nose blind to other things?
1: Yeah, I would think so. Maybe. So, well, then I would rather...
0: Because it does say... Or always smell B.O. on everyone else. So it doesn't just mean that Mm. you can ignore it. It says you would always smell
1: it. So that doesn't mean everybody would have it. It just means that if they did, you would smell it. I think I'm going to go with that one.
0: No, I think everyone has it and you always smell it.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know. That's tough. (laughs) It is. But I think I'm going to go with the lighter. Because I have the ability to walk away.
0: Okay, you just yeah. isolate. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, so kind like of problem. if I smell it if you and you're stinky, yeah, but if I you're, can walk if, away. If you're by yourself, no one smells you if you have it. If you're by <laughs> yeah. yourself, you're not around anyone right. and you don't smell it. Right. So really, isolation is the key to either of those hypotheses. Yes. All right. On television tonight, Survivor castaways compete in their first individual immunity challenge in the game. Erica is on Exile Island for two days, and you'll recall... She has an important decision to make, and I think I know which decision she's going to make, but we'll find out tonight. On TLC, it's the season 10 premiere of My 600-Pound Life.
1: I thought one of those Uh, girls, no, maybe that was a different show. I thought one of them that was here in Kentucky passed away, but I think that's a different show.
0: Yeah, there is a TLC show, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that one of them had passed. And I don't know what Fox is gonna to do tonight because they were preparing to do Game Seven of the World Series, but since it's not necessary, mm-hmm. you get some type of rerun on Fox tonight. They've been on FS one they've been showing the game from the previous day, so you can probably catch last night's game on cable if you want. But as far as Fox goes, I don't know what they're gonna what they're That's going fair. to do. Today's highlight in history, this date nineteen ninety seven, the Supreme Court lets stand California's groundbreaking proposition two oh nine which banned race and gender preference in hiring and school admissions. In 1868, Ulysses S. Grant won the presidential election over Horatio Seymour. In 1911, the Chevrolet motor car was founded in Detroit. In 1992, Bill Clinton was elected the 42nd president of the United States. Birthdays today, Shadow Stevens is 75. Singer Lulu is 73. Vogue editor-in-chief Anna Winter is 72. Roseanne is 69, Dennis Miller is 68, Adam Ant is 67, sports commentator, former quarterback and native Kentuckian Phil Sims is 66 today, and Kendall Jenner is 26 today. Gone but not forgotten, Stephen Austin, the founder, principal founder of Texas's capital city. Born this date in 1793, and Bob Feller was born this date in 1918. You all don't know who Bob Feller is, but Mm -hmm. I have an autographed baseball from Bob Feller in my office.
1: Is he a Yankee?
0: He was, uh, I think he pitched for Cleveland,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. as best I I recall. I didn't meet him. It was a gift to me from someone who worked here who was a student at then what was ECC, Mm -hmm. and he was there speaking, and they brought me a baseball.
1: Oh, cool. That's nice.
0: So, but my understanding is they're pretty common. Like he's a very, Bob Feller's a super nice guy that's uh, big on giving away his autograph. Cool. Unlike Paul McCartney, who apparently doesn't like it anymore. No, no. All right, chart toppers. 1953, Pee Wee Hunt number one with O. Not, not Pee Wee Hunt of Caneyville fame. This is a different. This is a different Pee Wee, Is there
1: any lyric?
0: No, is that a requirement in your no, song? I you just must didn't have know. a vocal?
1: No, I just never heard this song before. Okay, well,
0: I found one that does have a vocal. Let's see if you like this one any better. You broke my heart because I couldn't dance from 1962. <laughs> you didn't even want me around, and now I'm back to let you know. I can really shake them down. We were talking about the other day the robots dancing. Like they've made that robot emulate Mick Jagger very well, but yes. before they did that, they were making them dance to this song. Yeah. And we saw choreographed robots dancing to the contours. Watch me now! Hey. Watch me, watch me.
1: Nobody puts baby in. Early nice. Day,
0: early Day, Ansing Day. 1971. Most shows won't play this song still. This one will. Share, number one. Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Oh, wait, it's half breed they won't play. Let's go to nineteen eighty. Kenny Rogers and Lady. I could have done the Dukes of Hazard theme. I probably should have done it. It was also number one this day. <laughs> <laughs> Just a
1: good old boy.
0: But we lost Kenny Rogers in the last year or so. Yeah. Us how to look. I like to this. Now 1989. Understand. Alabama was number one. We were walking in high cotton. Old times, <laughs> times they are not forgotten. Those fertile fields are never far away. We were walking in high cotton. was I forgot about that little I kid in the back of the bus <laughs> in the video. There's a little yeah. red-haired kid that's in the back of the bus is waving. And by it's his like mama. go off. Yeah, it's like it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to um, Alabama. Had kind of been away for a few years when that yeah, song that came, came back, back out. out, and it was uh, it was so a lot of people were like, oh, that's really good. It's a good song. Alanis. Alanis Morissette, thank you. Number one in 1998. Alabama. Uh,
1: this is a one of those iconic videos.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, is Cardi B impersonating Alanis Morissette Probably. or Alanis Morissette impersonating? I like Alanis Morissette yeah. better than okay. Cardi B. <laughs> but Alanis Morissette can't do that tongue.
1: No, but she's got a very unique voice.
0: She does. Like, she's mm-hmm. always half a half a note off key, like mm-hmm. with everything, but it somehow but sounds good. But it still good. works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like... Kanye, excuse me, Ye, or Ye, or whatever his name is now, stronger, number one in 07.
1: All right,
0: and the Chainsmokers and Halsey were number one with Closer five years ago today. All right, Kanye, there's your time. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, all progress takes place outside the comfort zone. All progress takes place outside the comfort zone. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, friends, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for Beege, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.